0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Muriwaka Gavaza, And for today, uh, we do get into an interesting discussion. We don't often uh, think about some of these things in that realm, uh, but uh, load shedding or the rolling power cuts uh, that we've had over the last couple of years and intensifying in 2022 are forcing people to consider things, you know, such as perishable goods, uh, um, in fridge, freezers, and you know, in your home, etc. And for today, we are going to be talking to, you know, one of the largest, uh, you know, manufacturers when it comes to uh, these appliances that are keeping our food fresh, uh, just around the economics of what load shedding does, you know, the economics of refrigeration, uh, what load shedding does to those economics, and, you know, some of the alternatives um, that are out there. So for today, uh, happy to be talking to Mustafa uh, Soylu, who is the CEO of uh, Defy Appliances? Defy, as uh, many will know, is uh, the largest uh, manufacturer and distributor of major domestic appliances in uh, southern Africa. <music> Mustafa, greetings to you today.
1: Hello, Mudiwa. Uh, it's very nice to be here with you.
0: Now, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, I think a good place for us to start is always getting a little bit of information, um, you know, into the, the companies, the organizations uh, that, uh, you know, our guests are representing. And uh, DeFi is one of those companies that uh, is uh, literally a household name because, um, you know, in a number of households across the country, uh, people do have, you know, DeFi appliances. Uh, but, you know, typically we are so... Associate DeFi with the you know, refrigerators, um, washing machines, etc. Maybe you could just give us a little bit of a deeper dive into what DeFi's uh, business looks like, uh, Mustafa.
1: Uh, as you mentioned, DeFi Appliances is South Africa's largest manufacturer and distributor of major domestic appliances. Uh, I mean, our company markets its products mainly under DeFi brand, but DeFi is not the only brand. Uh, we have also Beko and Burundi brands, uh, we are using in, in, in uh, South Africa. Uh, and we, we offer the consumer a full range of kitchen appliances, cooking appliances, cooling appliances, laundry, and small domestic appliances. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, in South Africa, I believe also, uh, everyone, uh, knows about, uh, DeFi, uh, when i uh, meet with people, the conversation eventually comes to a point where they mention uh they remember the five products uh from their uh, grandmother's houses stores uh, bridges, uh like that always we are talking about that one uh yes it was established in 1905, i mean which means hundred and seventeen years old uh, It has two manufacturing plants. Uh, one in Durban and the other one in Ladysmith, which means both are in in Uh, Mm KZM. And DeFi is mainly producing and distributing over 2 million products per year. Uh, And it has around 2,500 employees, uh, also a research and development office in Durban uh, as well. So, uh, uh, it has been a market leader with its uh, DeFi brand in South Africa for long years, uh, yeah, quite well known, uh, and uh, something maybe uh, the listeners do not know, that DeFi is also exporting to more than 30 countries uh, in, in sub-Saharan region. Uh, there is one point uh, I must add. Uh, DeFi is, has been a part of... Uh, a global company, Archelic, uh for last 11 years, uh, and Archic is a leading global manufacturer of home appliances with 28 manufacturing facilities in nine countries. So I think that is the summary information about the company.
0: Yes, I I definitely think that gives us, you know, a fair bit of insight um, into what the company looks like, the type of, uh, you know, business and uh, line of products uh, that you guys are manufacturing. Um, And for today's discussion, we are zoning in or zooming in rather uh, on one, um, you know, particular segment. And that is uh, that is the refrigeration uh, piece of the business, because when it comes to, um, you know, the South African economy, South Africa. African consumers, you know, one of the big ways that we all preserve, you know, food is uh, refrigeration, whether you're talking households, um, you know, you're talking businesses, and also on an industrial level with your restaurants, your supermarkets, etc. And uh, over the last couple of months, we've had some really bad, um, you know, load shedding, which has intensified. I think one of the statistics that we recently got is that in 2018, 2019, and 2020, Um, you had roughly 8 to 12 days of load shedding per year. Uh, But so far in uh, 2022, by June, uh, that number was already at 72. So it's uh, looking like a very tough situation. Maybe you could give us a little bit of insight into what uh, load shedding has done or is doing uh, to consumers' ability to actually uh, maintain maintain and preserve their food.
1: Sure. Uh, in fact, uh, before before coming to, uh, to work today, uh, uh, I just checked the recent uh, numbers, Riva, and uh, if I am not wrong, there have been 91 days of uh, load shedding uh, till end of August this year.
0: Sure, that is even scarier.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, it is it is as you mentioned, much higher uh, compared to the previous years. So uh, obviously, load shedding is one of the major challenges uh, in South Africa, impacting people, businesses, and economy. I mean, uh, it causes. I mean, it decreases the uh, quality of living. Uh, it's, it's costly. Uh, people are spending some extra costs to to overcome uh, uh, what load shedding brings them. So when we think about our sector, the the, the majority of existing electrical platforms are having difficulty continuing to provide service due to ongoing power supply disruptions so it is with this in mind i believe we need to find innovative solutions to combat the energy crisis in south africa because really we have we must accept that we have an energy crisis here we have the resources and knowledge to lead the charge towards more efficient energy use with that said i am not only considering the defy in fact all south african business community needs to come together to invest in the future of our country uh, and to contribute towards energy efficient practices uh, processes uh, and products Uh, i mean coming to that uh, food preservation i mean definitely Extended power outages have a profound impact on food wastage. Uh, perishable foods, which usually consist of fresh ingredients like fruit, vegetables or meat, are likely to go off during prolonged blackouts. I mean it's a fact. And uh, due to the health risk that perish food causes as well as the potential for food poisoning many South Africans are forced to resort to throwing perishable food away. Uh, Electricity is of equal importance in the post-harvest sector as well. I mean, as the long-term quality and safety of food products uh, depend on accurate and consistent temperature management throughout the process. When the process, and and, and when that process is interrupted, the product quality level decreases and it can no longer be sold as premium grade. Uh, or it must be thrown away due to uh, food safety concerns. So this then results in uh, too much loss of money for both food producers and also uh, for the, for the consumers. So coming to the point, how we can prevent or reduce that food waste during blood shedding? Uh, I think it was your uh, basic question.
0: Yeah, too. I think, I think, you know, um, you know, before I, before I allow you to, you know, get to that point of, you know, some of the things that we can, uh, do, you've highlighted the fact that, uh, what you call this, it's affecting people on the consumer level and just now also on the industrial level in agriculture, post harvest, um, you know, that type of thing. Uh, there is a quick question. This one tends to be uh I, I'm just I'm just hoping that we can use this opportunity to dispel um some of the myths and misinformation that people have out there. Um if I have a a fridge, right? Uh or a uh, or a cold room, like uh, I think you you mentioned those two earlier on. Um which of the two is going to stay colder the longer because obviously you think that um, you know the issue is just about the size, uh, but other people will say that no, it's about just making sure that you don't open and close and let any air into um, you know that particular you know facility. This is these are the debates that uh, that we as consumers have. Um, you know, is any of this true, or are we just uh, all you know just going to suffer the longer that electricity is out?
1: Is, uh, in my knowledge, uh, I mean, if you are talking about a fridge or freezer, uh, and most important is to keep uh, the doors uh, closed during power outages, to, to keep the appliance as close to the necessary temperature as possible. I mean, uh, definitely uh, the, the timing where, when we, we can keep the perishable foods in those places fresh, it depends. Okay. But, uh, uh to to the appliance, uh, to the insulation, uh, but what I can assure you that, uh, as a general rule of time, uh, you can keep the, uh, perishable food, uh, fresh uh, about four hours. If we are talking about a fridge during a power, power outage. Uh, but, uh, if we are talking, of course, uh, if we are talking about a freezer, uh, again, depending on the quality of the product, uh, it can last up to 48 hours, uh, without, without power, uh, with the door permanently closed. So, uh, I mean, this is the, uh, this is the, uh, of course, the duration also depends on how full your, your freezer is. Uh, there are some other parameters as well, but, uh just i am giving you some some overall overall figures about those
0: all right i think that uh, you know that's definitely some good you know advice there and i'm also learning a lot about you know the 4 hours and i think the fact that you've mentioned the fact uh, the the fact that you know it's food best stays fresh you know within a 4 hour time limit i think it helps um to what you call this it helps to explain um you know earlier on you know when we're talking about load shedding especially um the stage sixes etc where your your electricity goes out for much longer than four hours then um you know all of this you know really does um start to make a lot of sense um so on the innovative ways that people can start um preserving their foods or you know just making sure that they keep things fresh um you know what's the advice on that front
1: uh i mean both households and businesses need to consider alternative solutions, in fact, to preserving food. Uh, given that the load shedding is predicted to persist uh, into the country's uh, foreseeable future, I mean, the, I believe we, we, all, we can all agree that it's not something temporary. Uh, so, uh, investment into research and development, that's infrastructure, knowledge transfer—they will all become even more crucial. If the potential of technology is to be harnessed effectively as a direct way of addressing the issue of uh, that uh, food security. I mean, in order to provide solutions that are pervasive, the focus for both the public and private sectors needs to encompass the broader perspective, as well as the role that consumers on the ground play in contributing to change. Uh, you know, uh, Mudua, let me give you an, uh, just a uh, simple uh, statistic about that. Almost a third of all food that is grown or produced is thrown away before it can reach anyone's dinner table. I mean, that food waste is a, you know, uh, already a problem. So, uh, according to a report compiled by the World Wildlife Fund South Africa, uh, this level of waste quantified amounts to 10 million tons of food annually and a third of 31 million tons of food produced in South Africa every year. So, uh, as a direct uh, reply to your question, uh, I can say that uh, I believe the increased usage of solar energy is the most effective way to help reduce food waste. So, uh, because it allows consumers to conserve electricity at home and preserve food for longer periods of time, than logic, logic. And load shedding of yours. So, uh, I don't want to here to emphasize, uh, DeFi products, uh, but, uh, usually, uh, but I, I can say that, uh, we have some solar hybrid products. I mean, because I want to tell you that it is a reality. I mean, there is an, uh, it, that technology can be reached. Uh, we have solar hybrid products. And it's a great example of positive impact on food security uh, because it allows com- consumers to keep food cold thanks to using solar energy during daytime, uh, which is unaffected by any blackouts or load shipping, uh, and in the event of power outages at night, where it uses the grid, uh, the let's say the solar hybrid uh, freezer uh, can keep the uh, food Frozen up to up to uh, 49 hours, so because it has a unique uh, android chill technology. So uh, what I am trying to tell, uh, there is a way uh, which consumers can can uh, can choose uh, in that manner. Uh, Of course, uh, I mean there are so many parameters. You know, there is a huge tendency to use solar technology at uh, residences uh, or uh, manufacturing plants. Uh, of course, we are also supporting that one, uh, but the, the solar hybrid range was not only created with the aim of democratizing solar power technology so that more people can benefit from the sustainable, cost-saving power source in their homes. Uh It was also developed to address two serious issues, uh, because in parallel, we are also experiencing uh, a huge rise in electricity costs, uh, as you all know, uh, and also, the, which we talked as the lack of reliable power supply, due to disruptions such as extended power cuts and load shedding, both of which contribute to unnecessary food storage in a continent where there, were, there are so many starving people, so it is it's really, uh, it may, in that sense, uh, it may it may help. Uh, and of course, in addition, by using solar energy as a power source during daylight hours, South Africans can reduce their energy consumption and. They have, they have,
0: they have no, they carbon now that's certainly it's it's quite insightful and especially the fact that um what you call this uh especially the the factor of uh, keeping these appliances uh, on on a continuous level. And at least uh, like what you're highlighting, solar has come down, uh, you know, to a level where it's become a little bit more accessible. And, you know, using some of these alternatives to keep um, the, what you call this, to keep um, things like your refrigerators on, um, you know, on a consistent basis is definitely, um, you know, a good thing. And uh, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it does sound as if, um, the power situation has led uh, to some innovation in terms of you know trying to come up with some of these hybrid solutions with your own um, you know appliances you know uh, so that they can take um, you know these other types of power because um, at least in my experience one of the things that load shedding has done for me is that it caused my own refrigerator at my house to burn out you know because these things are not meant to uh, be switched on and off. um, you know all the time so the food goes bad because now you don't have a fridge uh, that's working anymore and at the same time you now have to replace the food you now have to go and you know get the uh, appliance fixed so I feel like it's you know all of those things all coming together.
1: Definitely. Uh, Those kind of innovations can can help in solving uh, the majority of those problems uh, you know, even, uh, it's not very, uh, you know, all food, uh, requires a consistent temperature. I mean, uh, not only, uh, at households, also, also it, it has a bigger knock-on effect on say, and the economy when you think about the old chain, all the food production, all the distribution of those, uh, food to, uh, cities, to rural areas, to, to supermarkets. Uh, really, uh, it has a big risk. I mean, which we are facing. Uh, I just read an, uh, from, from, an article that learned that the energy wasted every year in South Africa for producing food that is not eaten is estimated as enough to power the skill of Johannesburg for, for roughly four months. Can you believe that one? So, uh, really it is, it is, it's huge. So, Uh, Given South Africa's unique needs as a nation faced by an ongoing energy crisis, solutions that save energy need to be really prioritized and uh, emerging technologies that are purposed towards serving the the continent even need to also consider issues around sustainable and the responsible use of all those natural
0: resources. So that's been it. You know, very fascinating conversation about the effects um, of uh, load shedding, power outages, blackouts um, on uh, food preservation, um, you know, for a lot of households and businesses in and around South Africa. Um, It's one of those things you don't think about, but it is a reality. And one of those things that is uh, contributing uh, to, you know, higher costs. Um, We heard that updated number, 91 days of load shedding, you know, up to the end of August. Uh, which just shows you how big of a risk, you know, something like this is. And also an interesting statistic that Mustafa raised earlier on about the fact that, you know, roughly, you know, at least a third uh, of the food, you know, that comes out of the ground, you know, has to be refrigerated in one way or another before it uh, it actually reaches uh, your plate um, and, you know, gets into your mouth. So uh, this issue is, you know, quite an important one. And especially now, um, as the price of alternative uh, powers um, you know becomes lower then it means uh, that people can have more resilient um, you know systems especially uh, some of these uh, household systems that include uh, the refrigeration you know you're able to preserve your food you know you're able to keep things fresh and then thereby um, helping to keep down some of those um, otherwise replacement costs for food and for uh, you know some of the you know machinery and appliances um, that may be um that may be affected or damaged uh because of the load shedding mustafa thank you so much for being with us today and for sharing you know all of these very interesting insights with us
1: it was an absolute pleasure thank you thank you so much
0: this is mudiwa's take very fascinating discussion and one that's actually quite uh, thought-provoking and you know very practical um, when you think about the realities of everyday life in uh, economics and business. Sometimes we talk about uh, unintended consequences, and um, you know when you look at something like load shedding, um, you think about you know power being out. Um, you know that's you know that's one thing, but what are the consequences of that power being out apart from the fact that you can't access the internet, you can't watch TV, um, you can't, you know, cook if you're using, um, you know, powered stoves, right? Those are the first order uh, consequences that people usually think about. Uh, But, you know, tying everything in with inflation, um, we've spoken quite a bit on this platform about food inflation, we've spoken to the meat producers, you know, things like meat tend to be very sensitive um, when it comes to preservation in times of blackout. So tying everything, together, you now have the second and third order consequences uh, to then say... you know, to then say that, okay, fine, if power's out, there's a potential that if power's out for too long, you know, then you're going to have food that goes off. And uh, you know, the consequence of that is either y- if you do decide to keep the food or if you're unaware, then you're going to, you know, put your health or your family's health um, at risk by eating food that's uh, gone bad, uh, firstly. And then on the other side is the actual cost to replace. Um, it's realistic in the present economic circumstances to expect uh, that some people even if food has uh, not been refrigerated for a certain amount of time that they will take the risk because uh, the cost of simply going out to replace that food is simply too much for them right and this is why these conversations you know become important and then you've got those other issues that we spoke about just like your your substations on the electricity grid that are not meant to go on and off. Uh, things like your refrigerators are meant to stay on on a consistent basis, not meant to go on and off. And so, if they're subjected to some of that uh, pressure, um, you know, so, yeah, so some of that pressure, then uh, it makes sense, you know, when some of the machinery actually crumbles. I related, you know, my own story. Uh, luckily, I had a fridge that was still under warranty, but you know, you can imagine if you have an old the device because people aren't replacing things like your refrigerators on a on a monthly yearly basis it's one of those things that you keep you know for five you know even 10 years Uh, i know my parents have you know refrigerators that they've had for decades uh you know what i mean and what happens if something like that uh you know breaks down so going forward um it really does seem as if uh, there is just that acceptance uh, to say that alternative power is just something that everyone needs to be on board with. Uh, you'd think a company like DeFi, yes, they're coming through with solutions around some of their hybrid products, technology, innovation, but they're just accepting the fact that the national grid will not be able to keep appliances such as your refrigerators on on a consistent basis reliably, rather invest in some alternative power of some sort. We are all going to become... an escom you know or in one way or another before someone else then comes in and decides that they're going to band us all together again and then they become you know the escom but uh, for now we just need to do our what we can and invest in that alternative power And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcasts on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter with hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on IONO.FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Muriel Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a Multimedia Live production. So, from myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.